Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, today, I have Colin Pate. He's the uh, founder, project lead of PreSearch. That's a search engine, a decentralized search engine. Colin, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Appreciate you having me on the yeah. show. Yeah, no problem. Uh, my voice is a little raspy today, so it's time to let you talk anyway. But uh, would you tell people what Presearch does? Yeah, sure. Uh, Presearch is building a decentralized search engine that rewards the community for participating within the project. It is dedicated to being being open and transparent in contrast to a lot of today's search engines. Uh, so just trying to really give the Internet and uh, the world at large uh, a resource to act as uh, a, a gateway uh, to the content that is not a gateway in the same sense that Google and some of the other search engines are. So it's really more of an access point uh, is how we consider it. So yeah, we've been working on the project uh, for a while. It started off as a, an internal uh, Skunkworks project, uh, something that we had built uh, ourselves to use. And uh, now we're opening it up in, in every way. So how do you say it's... Um... A decentralized search engine. What does that mean? Like, how does um, how does a search on pre-search act differently, or show different results than a Google search, for instance? Sure. Yeah. So there's there's a few different fundamental differences. So kind of the the core interface, uh, especially in the the earliest version of pre-search, we kind of have a multiple uh, phase approach. But uh, there's basically a single search field. And then we enable you to build a collection of different resources that you can search. So if you wanted to uh, search Google by default, uh, you could. Uh, you could also have uh, an Amazon.com logo. Uh, you could have DuckDuckGo. Uh, any of the different uh, uh, resources, basically, that you might search directly uh, into their database. Uh, so, for instance, uh, a ton of product searches now, people are going direct to Amazon and they're searching Amazon versus kind of the summary view on Google. And this is just a faster, easier way to do that. It also really benefits people who are web workers. So uh, those who spend eight, you know, 10 hours a day on the Internet, uh, they've got a workflow. They maybe have a, a number of different databases that they're uh, accessing on uh, a regular basis. Uh, it could be, uh, you know, Stack Overflow, Stack Exchange could be, uh, uh, if you're a lawyer, you know, uh, uh, globalregulation.com, uh, any of those different uh, resources. And so it's just kind of a, a more of a federated search field uh, that enables you to, to easily choose 
different search engines. And so then kind of the second phase of uh, the pre-search search engine uh, is where we will actually become one of those icons and uh, we'll have an actual uh, distributed index and a, a system basically where people from all different facets within the, the search engine technology and, and community can uh, participate. So on the community side, we're, we're going to enable people to uh, curate and rate the content and really help to uh, steer the direction of the project. On the technology side, uh, we in, envision basically a tool set and a framework that could enable teams of data scientists, for instance, to build competing algorithms that uh, the community can decide uh, you know, as a whole, as well as on an individual basis, uh, which they prefer, which uh, meets their needs the best. Uh, this would also enable people who maybe develop different interfaces, different UIs, to plug those into the, the system as well. So it's really more about kind of uh, providing the, the framework and uh, the, the governance or consensus model uh, to uh, to kind of facilitate people collaborating on a new open transparent search engine. So uh, that's it at the core. You know, there's more mechanically we could talk about if you like, but that's about it. So you can build um, kind of a custom place to search from. So, um, you know, let's say I have, uh, I don't know, 10 different sites that I use on a regular basis. I could build a custom, um, I don't know if you call it a query, but I guess a custom way to search that'll search those 10 websites for me? Yeah, so it's it's a little bit different in that it's not a meta search engine. We're basically uh, just giving you a way to kind of get directly to the actual uh, results page on that site. Uh, so if you're searching Amazon, it's going to actually, you know, put you onto Amazon.com. We don't want to own the the user experience uh, with the actual results. We we think that that's kind of one of the, the challenges with the current search environment is that the, the publishers and the, the creators uh, have had a lot of the, the control and the opportunity uh, kind of removed from them. So uh, they're in a position where, you know, all their content is basically just kind of being skimmed and it's uh, going into uh, an index that is uh, taking kind of more of that user experience, more of the monetization opportunities. And uh, so, so we're dedicated to basically being that search field uh, and that access point out to all these different resources. And then with the second phase of pre-search, uh, it will be just one of those icons that you could uh, choose and then kind of end up uh, on the results page for pre-search. So it's, it's not quite a meta search engine. It's more of just a, a real easy way to search your favorite uh, resources. So you can build a collection and uh, rather than, you know, if you want to search Amazon right now, a lot of people they're going, you know, into they're they're actually googling Amazon. Then they're hitting Amazon. Then they hit the search field. Then they type it in. This one you can set it as your homepage. Uh, we're uh, working on a, a model that may have a browser component as well uh, as uh, different browser extensions to kind of help you uh, with the uh, search field in that interface. And from there, you'll basically be able to. Uh, uh, you know, just very easily select Amazon or uh, selecting these different uh, resources rather than uh, having to Google them, get the results, click the link. It, it kind of saves you a couple of different steps. Well, you said it's um, a more transparent way of searching. What? I guess I don't understand. Why is it more transparent? 
than a Google search, for instance? Yeah, that's a, it's a really good question. Uh, so with with Google, uh, you know, they've always kind of had this this you know page rank algorithm uh, that everybody kind of knows about publicly. Uh, they also you know do some some manual uh, alteration of the search results, which they don't talk about a whole lot. But even at the algorithmic level, uh, it's really a, a lot of a black box. Uh, those who are in the the website development, search engine optimization businesses, those who are helping local businesses do uh, marketing on the internet, uh, you'll often hear them talk about these things like you know a penguin update or a panda update. And it's when Google has basically just uh, you know shifted how they are looking at the content and ranking it. And uh, it has a tremendous impact on the internet landscape. And uh, so there's, there's kind of that within the algorithm. But then there's also, you know, the, you've probably seen more over the past couple of years, uh, we hear about it quite a bit, where Google has started to kind of take more of the, the real estate that used to be dedicated to organic results, and they're starting to use it for their own products that compete with products from uh, a bunch of other uh, businesses and organizations. So uh, they may, uh, you know, start taking the the Google products and they're they're you know putting that front and center, or uh, you know maybe it's YouTube or any of the other different kind of snippets and uh, uh, the systems where they're kind of summarizing somebody's content directly from their site and they're actually putting that content right onto Google so you don't need to click through to them anymore. Uh, so all those things, you know, they're, they're, they're just not particularly transparent. Nobody really knows how or why or when it's going to happen. And uh, uh, nobody really knows how things are ranked. And uh, in this case, we're looking at uh, just kind of, you know, flipping that completely, making it open source so that people can examine it, people can participate in it. Uh, so there's a dispute resolution process so that if something goes wrong, uh, in an edge case scenario, we have a way to handle that and help people, uh, you know, get a, a resolution and just really where where people can uh, look at things uh, a little bit differently. You know, the other kind of thing with Google uh, at this point, they control the largest analytics program. Google Analytics used to be called Urchin. Uh, you know, with that, they're they're kind of really playing both roles. They're they're the provider of traffic, but then they're also the measurer of traffic. And so that's a, a really, you know, kind of interesting position that they place them in. And, and you know, unfortunately, rather than uh, seeing that as such a huge, you know, responsibility and obligation, it, it seems like it's kind of gone the other way, where rather than making it more open, holding themselves more accountable, they've actually taken away a lot of the information that people used to have access to. I used to be able to see, for instance, which query somebody typed to get to your site a lot more easily. The, the referrer, they call it. Uh, and you used to be able just to see a lot of the things that helped you make wise decisions more easily. Uh, now that's either been removed or it's been buried. And uh, people are, are flying blind in a lot of cases, which ultimately kind of benefits uh, the Google ad advertising program because it forces you to uh, you know kind of participate within that ecosystem rather than try to do things organically. So. Uh, just trying to kind of change that whole whole way of doing search to something where there is a set accountability to the community and where we put ourselves out there as being accountable and, and kind of basically directed people to, you know, call us out. Hey, if we're doing things in a way that uh, doesn't seem proper or doesn't seem open and transparent, uh, then, you know, call us out. And so, that's kind of the, the vision and uh, and where we're we're going. Well, can you help people search in a 
a better way by, uh, I don't know, combining search engine results or, you know, how do you, it seems like, you know, if I want to do a Google search and I'm not getting the results that I want, could I use pre-search to do a search and find results I otherwise wouldn't be able to find? Or is it really not, that's not your role? No, that, that, that is definitely the role. Uh, and uh, especially with, with kind of the, the second uh, version. So the, the first thing that we're doing is just getting out this, uh, you know, this search tool more or less to help people build their search collections uh, of the resources that they use. Uh, it, it also you know, benefits the community and the, the users by actually rewarding them with pre-search tokens. So whenever they're doing searches, whenever they're using the platform, they're actually going to earn uh, those those tokens that can be used within the, the system, they can buy advertising, there's going to be a bunch of other stuff that can be done with them. Uh, and and so there's there's that kind of first phase. The second phase is really more about uh, actually the, you know, directing and, and assisting with the search results. And uh, so we see uh, a model where we can basically distribute uh, a lot of the, the work and, and the rewards. Uh, so enabling people who are running a browser client, for instance, to act as the uh, web crawler, uh, to also act as the indexer and, and use that uh, distributed, decentralized way of, of actually serving up results and, and finding results. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we see a couple of different ways that uh, we could really help with the actual user experience. Uh, there's certainly the interface. Uh, there hasn't been a ton of innovation. Over the past 15, 20 years, uh, you know, it may be because uh, the model is perfect, but it may be that uh, there are different uh, models that if there's some experimentation, uh, we might find something that, oh, wow, this really works even better. And so uh, there's a, a huge opportunity on the interface, uh, on the actual personalization of things. Uh, a lot of it is, is kind of inferred sometimes uh, what people end up doing is different than their ideals. We're looking at, at it kind of both ways, but uh, for instance, let's say you had a certain interest, uh, we could enable you to say, hey, I want to see more of these types of sites within my search results. So for instance, let's say you support local businesses uh, or you want to really support local businesses, uh, make it so that the results preference local business results over Amazon or uh, Home Depot, for instance. So there's, there's a, a really big opportunity there on the personalization. And then, uh, yeah, just the, the way that we, we end up, you know, ranking things and enabling the community to participate in that process. So uh, enabling them to, uh, to curate, for instance, if they're a, a subject matter expert, uh, you know, to really actively open that up. Uh, the, the actual Google search platform, you know, this is just hearsay. We don't know. But we figure that there's there's maybe 5,000 people that are actually working on Google search. And don't get me wrong, these are some of the smartest people on the face of the planet. So 5,000 really smart people can do some pretty incredible things. But we feel like if you open that up to hundreds of thousands, potentially millions, enable people to be not just consumers, but also producers and contributors and collaborators, that you could go a lot deeper in a lot of different niches, for instance, that uh, you can't really do just with an algorithm uh, and, you know, with the manpower, uh, people power that they have, you know, it doesn't enable them to, to have that kind of same focus. So we, we think, yeah, there's a ton of opportunity in search. There hasn't been uh, so much innovation over the past uh, five to 10 years. And uh, uh, yeah, that it's, it's time for a change. And that with this whole uh, blockchain opportunity and the, uh, 
ability to work with some uh, some really amazing people in a, a system that can kind of facilitate that. Uh, it just it's a huge opportunity. I'm really excited about it. Well, very good. Um, a couple more questions. So, how does blockchain figure into this? I, I see that you guys you know doing a uh, a token sale. What's the role of the token, and how does blockchain figure into the uh, this search engine? Yeah, so uh, there, there's really a, a couple of different ways. I mean, at the the peripheral uh, side of things, kind of where we are right now, uh, yeah, it's basically uh, really powering kind of the advertising platform, and it's really kind of the the currency uh, within that that uh, that advertising platform. So. Uh, it's just like a stock photo site, for instance, where you buy credits and then those credits enable you to download photos. This is, is more, you know, you pick your, uh, your sponsorship targets, your different keywords, and you set your budget and then you pay for them with pre-search tokens. And so that is, is one of the, the core, uh, functions of, uh, the, the token and, and the blockchain to start. But as we go, we see that there are some really interesting opportunities for attribution and for uh, uh, kind of, you know, voting mechanisms within the system that are, are immutable and that are public. And so we're, we're looking at how we can integrate blockchain uh, all throughout the, the system. Sometimes, you know, there are different technologies that actually solve the problem better than blockchain. But uh, in, in cases, yeah, where you want something to not be easily changeable or you want it to be public, uh, there, there are some really uh, uh, interesting models. So uh, part of kind of the, the browser model, for instance, if uh, people are contributing by doing the web crawling and the indexing, see that uh, there's, there's an opportunity there for uh, blockchain to kind of be the, the, the record of that activity and to uh, have that activity connect with uh, earning. So, uh, you know, if you're dedicating your, your processing power uh, or your time, uh, that, that, you know, that could be rewarded uh, through the, the blockchain. So right now there's, there's tons of different applications and we're really just trying to uh, identify which ones are, are going to be the ultimate. But the, the vision uh, is to integrate it wherever possible that it makes sense and to, to be, you know, as decentralized and distributed as possible as well. Okay. Um, a couple of details about the uh, token sale. When's it coming? The price, you know, the, the available number of tokens. Uh, how do people participate if they want to? Sure. Yeah. So it's uh, we've done it a little bit differently than uh, a number of other companies uh, and organizations have. Uh, so we've done a multi-lot sale. Uh, so there are five lots in total. We've all already done the first two. Uh, those were both uh, very successful uh, and uh, uh, the revenue generated was, you know, millions of dollars. Uh, we're overall selling uh, 200 million tokens across all five lots. Uh, the total revenue generated would be about 35 million. And uh, with those later lot sales, we're targeting a, a pretty specific uh, audience, and that is, you know, larger entities that uh, are already potentially reselling Google AdWords. Uh, to their client, and they're maybe looking to uh, you know, get involved with a project that, that might maybe support the future of their organization uh, a little bit better. And uh, so we're actively reaching out to uh, those entities. Uh, we have a, a bunch of uh, you know, people from kind of all different backgrounds who've been uh, token purchasers to date. 
But uh, yeah, so far the the first two uh, lot sales that were on July twenty uh, fifth and August eighth they went uh, went really well and sold out pretty quickly. Well, very good. So how can listeners uh, find out more about PreSearch? Uh, perhaps participate in the token sale if they wish. Yeah, so the lot three sale is coming up on Thursday, September seventh at ten a.m. Eastern time. Uh, anybody who wants information can go to our website which is www.presearch.io, that's P-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H dot I-O. And there is a a button uh, where they can register for uh, more information or advance notice of the token sale. And uh, if they put their email in, then we'll uh, keep them in the loop and uh, help them uh, find all the different social channels that, uh, that we're publishing on as well. Oh, great. Well, Colin, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. And, uh, I'll have to play around with this tool and see how it works, but it sounds like an interesting concept. Awesome. I appreciate it, Rich. And uh, yeah, we'll keep you posted. We'd love to uh, have you uh, check it out when it goes live. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, both to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. 